<laughs> Damn, that's some willful ignorance for your ass. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, willful ignorance. Hey, so like, uh, like, like today, like where I, I was doing like a, you know, trying to work on my uh, third hour, and it's coming along, right? But I was gonna ask you because you've done, you've done shit on, on, you know, Showtime. You got shit on Netflix, Prime. Like when you when you finish like uh when you when you finish a new hour and it gets recorded and and, and everything, like uh, what is your do you take like weeks off months off like what is your uh uh dude I I and first of all I never take any time off um at all I, I try not to I mean I I love yeah. to work I, I feel very blessed to work and you know for me. You know, I, I, I was just having this conversation with another comic where, you know, I relied on my talent when I got my Showtime special. And, you know, it, it came out and I was like, oh, man, that was good. You know, but, you know, I had I had 10, 12, 13 years in the game. So I had 13 years to build up this material. And, you know, I, I, I relied on my talent and then. You know, when I did the Netflix special, it was like, okay, man, I, I really gotta like, this is for real. Yeah, I, I, I gotta, I gotta get help, you know. And at that time, Jesus Trejo was touring with me, Kyle Ray, and and I told those guys, I'm like, you gotta help me, man. I gotta put out a, a better product. So then, you know, I got some help, made a relatable, really tight. We sold it to Netflix, and then. Um, all of a sudden we're doing Amazon prime and, and that one I took, you know, even more seriously where, yeah. uh, like I told you guys, man, I, you know, I hired Brian Hart, who's a writer from kids in the hall and mad TV. And, you know, I started to realize that this is my job and this is for real. Yeah. So, you know, like, like for yourself, you know, you, you say you're working on your third hour to me, take those three hours and truly find the best hour right so that so that when you're when you do come out when you do get that showtime special when when you do put it on youtube or however you want to promote it it's the best damn hour anybody's ever seen you know and, no, yeah and what if it's already online though like does that matter are they gonna make you take it down no, I mean, they're not going to make you take it down. But, you know, look, at the end of the day, you know, people ask me all the time. They go, man, Steve, you know, you put out a video and it gets half a million views in two days. How do you do that? And I'm like, well, maybe I'm good. <laughs> you know, I mean, tons of comedians put videos out every day. They're not getting the views that I'm getting. And, and it, you know... You could be discovered, you know, anywhere. I don't think it matters anymore whether you're on the Tonight Show or being where industry's at, you know, like like the city. It's more, isn't it more about finding your own audience now? Like the middle man, you don't have to use them anymore. Or middle woman, whatever, you know, middle person. You don't have to use a middle person anymore to do it. You can do it on your... I, I, I think it helps, you know, but I think... Uh... I think somebody like Joe Rogan has become, you know, Johnny Carson and Mitzi Shore wrapped into one where, you know, people are discovering talent everywhere, podcasts, YouTube, Facebook, you know, but like I said, at the end of the day, it, it, it was nice that when I was putting out these videos and they were going viral, 
that I was able to reference them to um, uh, Netflix, right? So uh, there is still some legitimacy to, oh man, he's on Netflix? How come I don't know about this guy? You yeah. know what I mean? How did you feel this weekend? It was good. I mean, more than anything. Was that really your first time doing stand-up uh, uh, in, in that long? Like that was your first time going up? Yeah, I mean, I, my last gig was in uh, the Bay Area on March, I want to say like March 12th, March 13th. Mm. Uh, so that was my first time on stage with you guys. But, dude, for me, you know, I don't know who's coming up. I don't know the work you guys have been putting in. I'm not sure. out there doing my thing. So yeah, it was yeah. really cool to hang out with you guys, to watch uh, you guys work. And it was, a, a for me... A, a breath of fresh air to see young Latino comics. Uh, no offense, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> he's Canadian, so he's yeah. also a minority. Mm -hmm. hey, he's one of My us. Dad's gone here on a green card. <laughs> yeah, he's actually on a green card. <laughs> to see up and coming guys like you guys who are Latino, who uh, it was a breath of fresh air to see you guys doing mainstream material and not what I call tacoing it up. Uh, so. <laughs> It was cool to be in a club and hang out with you guys and right, watch you yeah, guys. Yeah. So for me, it was like going back in my career, you know, because the past, I don't know, five, six years of my life have been performing in front of mostly sold out crowds and, you know, the, the grind of being a, a touring headliner. So, and, and I'm with the same opening act all the time. So it was cool, man, to see you guys work. Yeah. And yeah. to see you know, see what you guys are doing. Did you feel like there was like a certain type of people that went out, not necessarily eth ethnicity or race, but like maybe politically mentality. Yeah. The mentality. No, uh, look, I, in my opinion, I think that everybody's tired of hiding, you know, I think, I think, yeah, that's yeah, what it felt like. yeah. I mean, whether you're on the left or the right, I think everybody's just like, you know what, man, I'm willing to risk it because, hiding in my house is just not going to work. And I, I mean, I think fortunately for, for me, I, you know, I'm performing there next week. I wanted to see uh, what the club was going to be like the week before I get there. Was it, you know, and, and I'm sure you guys felt the same way. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was looking online. I had like, most of your shows are already sold out already. Y yeah. But you know, keep in mind that that's only a hundred tickets a show. You oh, know, shit, I, okay. I, oh yeah. 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 You know, they're they're going to open up hopefully a hundred more um, tomorrow, which I mean, you know, I, I've sold out there before and I've added shows at the full capacity. So, yeah, you're on the window. Yeah. <laughs> But, dude, that was another thing. I'm like, I don't know if people are going to come out. I don't know if I'm going to get bad press or people going to call me a, you know, are they are people, you know, and that was irresponsible. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, insane. Dude, I was at, you know, my agent was like, you don't want to be the first one, man. The press that you're going to get, you know. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm putting up pictures like, hey, I'm the first asshole. That's <laughs> bringing COVID to everybody. I haven't heard. Well, I mean, nobody knows who we are, but yeah. I well, well, they know who thing. you are. Yeah, but uh, I haven't heard anything negative, you know. Yeah. I mean, look, man, I, I, I have a family to feed. And sure. this is this is what I know. And, and this is my whole livelihood and i mean literally i i could lose everything 
you know, and I got to go to work. And, you know, even before uh, COVID, I risked my life every day to go to work. You know, flu season, flying in planes, driving in cars, you know, shaking hands with thousands of people uh, a week. I mean, I was risking my life every, every single week, but, you know, I, I have to. This is my job. You know, it's like the guy that, that works on skyscrapers, man. He's got to, you know, he risks his life every day. And The squeegee guy? <laughs> so do, does that change for you? Do you not do the, the shaking the hands or is it whatever they're comfortable with? Yeah, I mean, look, I you know, I have to be more aware. I have to be smarter, right? And I think it taught all of us that, hey, maybe we're not washing our hands enough. Maybe we're, you know, you know, for now, let's let's just do the show. Thank everybody for coming out and fuck merch. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's gonna kill a lot. Like no, the... what you should get is like either a slingshot or those fucking cannons and just shoot it at people. <laughs> T-shirt gun, yeah. yeah. T-shirt gun. Your mascot that comes out before the show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and shoots t-shirts into the audience. People would stop and buy masks. You shouldn't get some masks. Oh, yeah, yeah. some Trevino masks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, but, you know, like like watching you guys work, you know, and, and I don't know how you guys felt and I don't know how tonight it was, but, man, Friday was something special. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Friday to me felt really special and, man, you could feel the relief coming off of the, the people in the audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure, yeah. man. Like you could tell, like uh, when they when you would like start fucking around, even with like sensitive things, like like the 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 COVID crisis, and they would bust out laughing. It almost like they needed to get that out. They they wanted to come out and hear somebody just be a complete jackass and just <laughs> say the most wild shit. Damn, and, did you and just, just call to, him a just jackass? to get him laugh, you know, <laughs> dude. I talked about COVID for like fifteen minutes, like an asshole. Yeah, and then I was I was debating, right? Do I do I walk out there and bring it up, or do I ignore it completely? What do I do? And then you know, as I kind of dabbled into the COVID stuff, and I saw people really enjoying it and laughing, it made me realize that man, they want to hear about it because they're fucking living it right now. So. <laughs> You know, and and all all of us went up there and talked about COVID in a very different way, and yeah, all all of it got laughs. You know? Yeah, because they they just want to hear a, a humorous take on it because you mm -hmm. you get that's what gets you through the hard times. It's like you gotta laugh at that shit. That's yeah. the only place that you can fuck around about it too you can't go to work or people can't go to work and like hey what's up with this code nonsense or like they can't talk to their family members about it a comedy club is the only place where they can really like make fun of it you know, you know? yeah and i mean look man as as comics we became comics because that's how we deal right that's how we cope right you know we we all come from um bad places in life and our coping ability is to make Make fun, make fun of it. <laughs> yeah. Make yeah. bad things fun. Oh, I'm you the guy at the funeral that's like, you know, hey, did you see Thea's dress? You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but you said that on stage. You said everybody's been, everybody coming up tonight has been through something. Like something has, has changed them as they've grown up. And that's why they do this. Of course, man. And and it's what make it's what makes us who we are. And I think, I think as stand-up comedy, you know, the perro crashing the, mom get the dog you go outside come on you go outside but you know i mean look i i, I think uh 
I think our, our ability to walk on stage and take a shitty situation and make it funny is why we're talented, you know? Sure, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's why people come out, because they, they want to see somebody, because they can't do that. They can't, they, for some reason, they can't find the light in, in, in bad things, and we're fucking great at that. They're like, oh, somebody just yeah. died, I'm going to make a joke about it, because it feels better, you know? And I think they like that. Right, but the problem is there's always that one asshole that's like, I don't know why I'm not a comedian. I can do what you guys do. <laughs> yeah. yeah, dude, it's it's easy. I'll just go up there and talk. It's like, nah, motherfucker, this took time. <laughs> it took forever. Yeah. <laughs> I had to work on my personality. <laughs> <laughs> right, Did- I, I do a podcast in my mom's basement. Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> like we are. Let me ask y'all something. Like, so y'all did the week, right? And Steve. You did uh, Friday, right? Was 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 that the show that I, I did Friday and Saturday? Oh, and nice. I, I gotta say, man, like you know, Raul, you, Josh, Chris, y'all were so gracious to me, and and you know, like I said on stage, I, I can't tell you how many times that I've been bumped uh, from stage, and a lot of times it wasn't a pleasant experience. And sure, oh. Carlos Mencia told oh, me about told, that. You told him. <laughs> no, Carlos Mencia what? told me about that. He was just like, yeah. So I, I I went up and and it was one of his first time, his first time headlining, and I did an hour. I did wow, like an hour and a half. He and, told you, yeah. And he's like, and he didn't go up after me. I was like, why? He's like, cause. I was just like, all right, cool. Jesus. Yeah, my 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 first full week to headline. Mencia shows up, walks on stage before I go up, does an hour and ten minutes. Oh, <laughs> an hour and twenty. And they were out the. The the club the, the manager comes up to me, he's like, Hey dude, go up there and say, uh, come see me tomorrow and wrap uh, it up. <laughs> so, was that like the first dude, night but, or but but at the comedy store, I can't tell you how many times I'm next and uh, Dave Chappelle, Dave Chappelle would walk in the door and man, I was go I, I would go home because I'm like, Well, I'm not no gonna point. get up you know, <laughs> yeah. two hours, so uh, you know, in the be- in the beginning, I'm like, oh my god, I, you know, Dice Clay, I'm gonna watch him. But now, you know, as time went on, I'm like, oh fucking Dice, <laughs> <laughs> I got shit to do. <laughs> yeah, fucking Chappelle, fucking Chris Rock working on the Oscars. Fuck him, I'm going. Home. <laughs> so, did, so did you guys hear anybody cough or sneeze, or was there anybody that like couldn't help themselves, or no, no, everybody yeah. held it in. People really turned it off. Like the whole panicky thing, people really turned it up. I think. Yeah, I don't yeah. think anybody well, uh, got t- weird about tonight it. Tonight felt a lot like Friday night. Yeah, and then yeah. Saturday night was a lot like Thursday night. It was weird. And and Friday and Friday night, I don't think there was anybody with a mask on. No. Mm-mm. Yeah. Oh no, shit. No, everybody was just fucking uh, down down all, with the sickness. We all die together. Huh? Yeah, yeah, very much so. <laughs> there was a couple the night with a mask on, but they were like seemed more talkative even before the show the night. Like yeah. they were they were excited. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and you make fun of them, being like, "You guys are horrible people. You're gonna kill everybody." And they're like, "Bah!" Yeah, they're just there. To have but fun. you know, I mean, look, and, and I was like, okay, and and I mean this by no offense to you guys, but I was like, man, if if these guys are getting sixty people to come out on a Saturday, <laughs> you know, that means that people are ready to go out. People yeah. are ready to have a good time. You know, that made it worse when he said, "No offense to you guys." <laughs> I think that made it worse. Well, it's really Raul. <laughs> but- but if this bum can get <laughs> listen, if you losers, hey, we weren't even on there, so it was really Raul. Yeah. Over there. 
Oh, that's great. We're just there to do time. But at the same time, I was pleasantly surprised to see how talented all you guys were. And, you know, oh, you guys man, put man, on one that. hell of a show that, you know, in, in my opinion, they walked away going, I got to do that again. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. No, for sure. I said we were all hungry. You know, we were all yeah. so fucking hungry of not, not uh, being there. Like, I spent uh, hours uh, trying to work out this new material because I wanted to do new shit, like um, mostly new shit. So I, I worked really worked my ass off. I was like, I, I want to do. I don't care if nobody's ever seen me before. I just want to be able to do new shit, and uh, that's what made it more satisfying to me. It was like I didn't just have a good set. It was like it was an all right set, but uh, it was also new shit. Like that 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 feels really good. Like when you when you try a new joke and you get that first pop of of a new joke. Oh man, that's like. It's like falling in love all over again. It fucking feels great. I mean, look, that's how I felt. You know, I, I, you know, once I work out an act, I, 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 I do that act over and over and over because I know I'm gonna film it and I want to get it perfect. But for me, walking on stage Friday after not being on stage in two and a half months, Fuck. me going, oh man, I had to be on my toes, and I'm like, and I told myself, don't do any bits, just go on stage and be funny. Yeah, and just try to be funny and try to be talented and. It was a lot of fun for me to have and, and to have the feeling of, hey, man, these aren't my fans, right? I'm performing yeah. in front yeah. of people who might not know who I am, but I'm still going to kill and I'm still going to be funny. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I haven't had that feeling in, in a million years. Damn. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's so got to feel that's got to feel very rewarding, right? Like when when you know that you have fans and they come out to see you, but you put yourself in the situation where it's not your fans, it's just random people, and you still get them. That's gotta feel like uh, that's gotta bring you back to like, like uh, when you first started, when like you had to win people over. They didn't already know you. You had to win them, and you like, like that's gotta be a good feeling, right? It's a, it's a fantastic feeling, but you know, I I think that we learn from every experience, and I you know, for me, I learned like it, it got fishy for me because I'm like, oh man, I'm about to tell this story. But normally I tell this story to people who already know who I am and know what I do. So there's a lot of setting up I don't have to do. Yeah. And then when I was performing with you guys, I was like, oh, shit, how do I get into this? <laughs> you know, about my father-in-law and about my wife without them knowing the backstory. So it, it taught me a lesson of, hey, man, you got to be more descriptive and you got to you got to make sure that the new fan, whoever that is, because there's millions of them, can walk into a bit and understand the bit without having knowing some, the backstory. Yeah, you know what I mean. So that was that was interesting to me. I, I mean, I remember, you know, being in your shoes, Raul, where you know I loved sitting in the back and I loved watching people walk in the room. Yeah, and not and not knowing who I am and going. Oh, they're gonna know who the fuck I am. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a badass feeling, right? When you, when like before you go up and you're like, oh, you don't know me, but you're about to, like you're gonna know me. Yeah, you know, that's a fucking awesome feeling, right? <laughs> no, no it's, a, it's a great feeling, and you know, I, I, you know, lately, because of the way things have been, man, I, I hide out in the green room, you know, and I, I, I can't sit out there with you guys and watch people walk in, and you know, if the opening. If, if you're at my show and the opening acts up and I walk out to watch the opening act, oh, I'll shit. distract the fucking crowd. Yeah. yeah. So 
so I can't even walk out to watch the opening act. But with you guys, I was like, man, I'm sitting in the back watching these guys perform. And <laughs> it just felt like the old days. And, and I really appreciate you guys being gracious enough to let me hang out. No, dude, and, and thanks for uh, coming out and doing that shit, man. That's pretty dope, man. The, the, I mean, to see like a, a working, se- successful headliner, like just uh, just get down in the dirt with the with the rest of us and go like, well, fuck, dude, I gotta I gotta work too, you know, like like still working out, man. Like that, that's pretty cool, man. I mean, here here here's what I've learned in my twenty years that, you know, forever you're always gonna feel like the new guy. You know, I, I still feel like the new guy. I still feel like the young guy. I still, you know, when I was at the comedy store, when I walk into the improv even today, you know, and my picture's on the wall, I still feel like, what's my picture doing on that? <laughs> oh, you, you know, and I, re- I remember Al Madrigal saying the same thing where he's like, I-, I, walk in, I walk into the improv and they're like, hey man, you doing a set tonight? You want to go up? And you're like, you're looking around like, are they talking to me? <laughs> Cause I remember, you know, walking into the improv and nobody giving a shit that I was there or the comedy store. And now you walk into, you know, I walk into those places and they go, Hey, Trevino, man, you want to go up? And I'm like, is this a joke? Are you guys fucking with me? <laughs> <laughs> Did you feel nervous at all? I, I still feel like you guys. Yeah. yeah. Did you feel nervous at all going I up bad. this, uh, this weekend? Were there butterflies like there weren't before? Man, you, you know, you might not believe me when I say this, but I've never felt nervous. You know, walk, walking on stage for me is is very easy. Uh, it, you know, I don't get nervous. I don't need to drink before I walk on stage. It, it, it's never bothered me. And I could probably count on one hand the bad sets that I've had, which, by the way, man, I, I watch guys eat shit on stage, and I'm like, I, if I were you, I would never come back. <laughs> but but they do and they get better you know yeah 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 josh yeah yeah <laughs> Fuck you. asshole yeah some people gotta chug along man <laughs> i had great sets Dude, yeah. it was fucking dumb. all you guys had all you guys had great sets and and i i was trying to be the best host that i could be so that the show could be great you know Oh yeah, 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 the shows were that's crazy. Were were way better when you were hosting. <laughs> <laughs> Brickles. <laughs> oh god. No, it's fun as fuck, man. I, and uh, I I appreciate you dropping by, man, and being cool. You know, because you could have been like a fucking like, you could have been like, you don't never know like when somebody's been like a successful comic, and then they they drop down to do a guest spot while you're doing. You don't know like what kind of person you're gonna get. Like. Yeah. Is this person like been like just uh, uh, defiled by fame so much where they're gonna be a complete <laughs> asshole, or like is this is this dude gonna be cool? And like you were like like super cool, man, and and that was like it, it made me feel good. It was like okay, you can get that successful and still be down to earth, and and not be a, a complete dick about uh, out it, and and just just chill with the guys and just hang out and do your thing. I- I think you've noticed, and, and Raul, you being in New York, the the comics that have earned it are always the to me the most down to earth. Yeah, yeah. And, and the comics that you know they kind of were overnight successes, or they're they're very Hollywood. Yeah, stick their nose up and all that. Early, they're they're usually dicks, and you know, like like Bill Burr. I, me and Bill Burr go back 
probably 15, 16 years. And, you know, Bill and I talk about it all the time. I mean, we, we, you know, him, especially more than me, you know, grinded it out on the road. Mm -hmm. So when you meet, when you meet Bill, he's the sweetest guy in the world. Uh, and if you're a comic, he loves you. And, and I feel the same way. I mean, we're all, we're all comics. Sure, you can, you day, can, you can, I have more in common with you guys than I would, you know, the person that comes up to me at Home Depot. Uh, you guys live my struggle, mm -hmm. which I'm still struggling. Fuck, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you can empathize with that journey versus somebody who hasn't gone through that. And in the first two years, they got on a movie and now they're doing an hour, you know, on Netflix. So they never went through that journey. So they can't they can't empathize with that. That comic has been doing it eight, ten years and traveling the road and everything. Well, look, dude, we all we all think we're going to start comedy. And then two years later, we're going to be famous. And then we find ourselves in our mom's basement doing a podcast seven years later. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, you go, well, fuck, man, when's it my turn? I mean, I, I remember me and Tom Segura standing outside of the Hollywood Improv and going, we're the funniest guys here. <laughs> and nobody, nobody gives a shit. Yeah. <laughs> and nobody's talking to us. And we're outside because, you know, nobody gives a shit that we're here. When is it our turn? And then, you know, the first time I met Joe Coy, you know, Joe Coy had already been in the game for 15 years. And he was like, man, I'm going to fucking quit. This sucks. <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> you know, and you know, now I'm in Fort Lauderdale, I'm headlining the comedy club and Joe Coy's headlining the theater and me and him are, you know, hanging out together, laughing. About it. Oh shit. Yeah. 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 You know, it's a trip, man. Yeah, and it's, uh, dope, man. it's, it's, you know, all the guys that pay their dues uh, to me are very down to earth. And I, look, man, I've made my mistakes. You know, I, I've, I've done and said stupid shit. And, you know, I hope that I've grown and, and I hope that I treated you guys with respect and vice versa, you know? No, yeah, for, sure, for sure, man. Yeah. My only question is, uh, given your shirt, how long have you been powerlifting? <laughs> my, my, my wife says, why do you wear tank tops? I'm like, because I can wear them every day. <laughs> Same one. They don't get pitted out, you know? Yeah, he asked me, he's like, are we going to do video? I was like, yeah. He's like, shit, I got to put on a shirt. <laughs> You didn't have to. You guys, you guys interrupted my uh, my uh, Princess Bride movie. Oh shit! <laughs> oh, I gotta, I gotta find a charger, man. I'm running out of juice. Uh, <laughs> so did you feel like you're going insane? How did, how did you, how did you guys feel on stage? Oh, uh, I did. Uh, great. I just, I didn't care about bombing or doing well. I had no expectations. I just wanted to get up and say the shit that had been on my head for two months and two days. And what really pissed me off Jesus. was that on March 13th, I had a show and I had these two comics from Dallas come down and uh, the eight o'clock show got canceled. So I gave them my spot for that 10 p.m. Friday, not thinking about it. And then the, that was the last show that I had for those two months and two days of not doing comedy. And it fucking ate away at my mind thinking your very last spot that you may not get for who knows how long you gave it away. And, and so I went in with a different perspective of of I just want to be a thousand percent present this whole time. Not thinking of my bit, not thinking, oh, it's going better, it's going worse. Trying to just stay 100 percent in the moment. Uh, and that, that, I felt like I did that every night.
Dude, that that yeah, that that brings you to this. When was your last show before the, the lockdown, and how did you feel about it? Wow. Well, I, I mean, I was in the Bay Area, and all of a sudden, I'm getting a phone call from my agent, and they're like, "Man, I, you know, I had just sold out Ontario, California. We had just added two shows, and they were calling me up, going, "Hey, man, we're probably going to add shows in in Pleasanton, California." Uh, do you want to add those shows? And I was like, yeah. And then all of a sudden the next day they were like, Hey man, they're saying they're only allowing 200 a show. You still want to do the show? And I'm like, yeah, I'll still do the show. And then all of a sudden it was, Hey man, they're only allowing 150. Um, and shit started getting real. And then Saturday night we were down to 50 that they were allowing. And we, we had sold 50 for the Sunday show. And then that Saturday night, they were like, look, I don't think we're doing the Sunday show. Um, and it was just one of those things for me that, man, I, you know, anxiety set in, fear. You know, I, I've been doing comedy for 20 years and 18 of those 20 years, I've been on the road every week of my life doing stand-up. And, you know, I, my bills have increased, you know, and, and I've got all this expense and I've got a child and I've got a wife and, man, I... You know, I, I had anxiety and I got scared and, and you know, I, I was like, fuck, man, I don't know how to do anything else. Yeah. Or want oh, to do anything for else. For me, it's like, but then I think about you guys, you know, and I think about uh, my friend Jesus Trejo, who I don't know if you guys know, a very talented young yeah. comic. Yeah. And, you know, things are happening for him. And he finally started getting a full calendar of headlining weeks. And mm -hmm. I just I just talked to him and he's like, I don't have a week for the whole year now fuck fuck dude you think there's gonna be a migration of uh big name comedians coming to texas from california or, or new york i know joe rogan and and callen and those guys were talking about perhaps moving to austin or or dallas i mean i look man i i think that number one you don't have to live in la anymore um my only thing that i loved about la was the comedy store and you know, I, I've learned to live without it. And I think, uh, and then it's funny to me that, you know, these guys like Joe Rogan and Brian Callen, who now all of a sudden, you know, uh, they hunt and they fish and, you know, they're <laughs> <laughs> Texas lifestyle. And I'm like, motherfucker, I am from Texas and I've been hunting and fishing my whole fucking life. Yeah. Welcome to the team, bitch. You know, <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's just funny to me. I'm trying to find a charger, but. Um, I, I, I think that, but I mean, I've been saying, the fuck is this? Oh, <laughs> I've been saying, I've been saying for years, you know, that, you know, Texas is, Texas is going to be the new Hollywood, that Texas is going to be, you know, we're, we're centrally located where we're a right to work state. Yep. There's a lot of talented people. There's a lot of actors that already live in Texas. I mean, I, you know, I don't see why you wouldn't move to Texas. Yeah, we're better than everybody. Our dicks are bigger. <laughs> fucking great, dude. Like, what? What more do you want? <laughs> now, what? What? If if they okay, let's say big names come to Texas. Yeah, does, Josh is getting all wet right now. Like you're just talking about it, just so you know. <laughs> no, because that's what I I, I I don't know. I'm, I wasn't ever gonna move. <laughs> His mouth got all juicy. Yeah, keep going. <laughs> I was never gonna move to L.A. or New York. Like I just it was it's. I got two kids, a lot of debt, wife. It's probably it's not gonna happen. So, 
in a way, I, I, I wanted to move here. Like, fuck yeah, I moved to Texas. But does this take away from from like the, the comics who are now starting to headline their home clubs? It's like, oh shit, are we going to get a new work now? Because Texas is going to be over overran with all these uh, refugees coming. No. They're not taking anything away from you. That, like, I think that's only going to make you better. Right? That's true. Yeah, yeah it's probably going to make it better. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I mean, and then you have to remember that it's it, there's everybody graduates, right? So, you know, I, I always use the example of, you know, when I was an opener, you know, it was Bobby Lee and Ralphie May, God rest his soul. And I mean, there was a whole laundry list of guys that were middles. Well, they became headliners to make room for us to go middle. Then we started middling. Then they went on to become headliners and become uh, get their TV shows and specials. And, you know, they moved on to theaters or not having to do comedy clubs anymore. Then, you know, like right now, I'm, I'm at the top of the food chain at the comedy clubs. But, you know, God willing, my career continues. And then I go to theaters and that makes room and it just keeps – and it's yeah. funny okay. how we all graduate together. It's like shark I mean, teeth. <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> new ones come through. But, okay, so you, you said, like, okay, you're at the top tier of of the uh, comedy clubs. So now theaters aren't going to be around for a while. Do the theater people now come down to the comedy clubs? Does everybody take a step down? I mean, that's what's happening. That's why Jesus Trejo lost his weeks, right? Because... You know, the Burt Kreischers and the Tom Seguras and, you know, yeah. um, all those guys, they want to work. So they're yeah. going to go down to the comedy clubs and they're going to get first dibs on. They're going to make room for them. They're going to make room for me. And then, you know, the Jesus Trejos and you guys are going to have to become uh, middle act. <laughs> Bar comics. <laughs> Door guys. You guys can hit an open mic. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I can going, juggle a bar crowd. I'm, I'm going back to counting people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that. But at the end of the day, I think that you all would agree that, you know, comics, we're survivors, man. We're we'll figure it out. You're not going to give yeah. me stage time. I'll go do a bar show. I'll set up. my. Oh, own yeah. Show. If it's if it's in you from the heart, you're going to keep doing it no matter what the fuck. Because you have to. Cause you have to. It's not even do you want to that bad. It's like you have to, cause it's in your DNA to to, to just have to do that. We're gonna figure it out, you know. And I think at the end of the day, it makes it makes comics stronger. It makes them better. Yeah. Um. You know, I think that, uh, you know, if it wasn't for the comedy store and and me having to get these fucking. 1 a.m. spots on a Tuesday, I wouldn't be the comic that I am today. <laughs> but I got. I got those 1 a.m. spots because at that time, you know, Eddie Griffin and all these big names, they were on the lineup. So my punk ass ended up at 1 a.m. And <laughs> it, just, it made me stronger, you know. Yeah. And while, while Chris Rock's making movies, I'm getting on stage getting better. Yeah. While, yeah. While, while, while Kevin Hart's busy on his radio show and making movies, I'm on stage coming for his ass. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, well, he's up there doing pull-ups. You're, <laughs> you're yes, working on your shit. He's working on his body. He's cutting those sleeves off. My, my battery's going to die, but uh, yeah. man, I, I, I enjoy talking to you guys, and I think we need to do this again. Thank you. Hey, man, right. th thanks so much for coming out, man, and uh, and and hosting and, and being fucking cool, man. I and really what, what, are your, what are your shows? Uh, well, I'm, I'm in San Antonio all week, man, and hopefully Governor Abbott opens up more shows and 
Um, I would like to invite Raul to open for me next week and you guys come in and, and uh, do guest spots uh, next weekend. I'd yeah. love to have Hell you yeah. guys because I crashed your show. You should crash mine. Oh, shit, <laughs> I will, yeah, I will sure, be man. there. Let's go. Share, All right, dude. fellas. Uh, we'll talk soon, man. Thanks. Thanks, yeah, man. Thank take you. it easy, man. Later. How's it going? Hey, I'm I'm Jort. How do you get out of this shit? <laughs>